Welcome to Cookbook Dissection, where we grab a cookbook and try out a recipe. Sometimes they're delicious, sometimes they're disgusting, and sometimes they're just plain weird. This season we'll be trying out some recent recipes, and some recipes from the 30s and the 70s. My name's Cora and I'm your host here. New episodes are released every Tuesday and Thursday at 5am Central Standard Time. If you have any questions, they can be submitted to cookbookdissection at gmail.com, all lowercase. Also, check us out on Instagram at cookbookdissection. Without further ado, let's get into some recipes. Today's wonderfully weird cookbook is called Campbell's Classic Recipes. If you don't know, Campbell's is an iconic American-made canned soup company that got its start in 1969 in Camden, New Jersey. Since then, many Campbell's soups have become a commonly used base for casseroles. In the Midwest, where I am from, casseroles are kind of a big thing. Let me just state that I had no need to run to a supermarket before constructing this dish. Meaning, as a good Midwesterner, I had everything I needed to whip up a casserole right in my own pantry. And yes, that does include the cream of mushroom soup. Truly, when you think about it, cream of mushroom soup is such a weird ingredient. Yet, I remember it being a staple in my mother's pantry. She always asked me to run downstairs to the pantry and grab cream of mushroom, cream of celery, and even cream corn. So naturally, as an adult, when I see these items on sale, I tend to stock up. My question for you is, does your family keep cream of mushroom soup stocked up in their pantry? Or does cream of mushroom soup seem completely foreign to you? Let me know at cookbookdissection at gmail.com. I'm truly curious. Anyway, before we get into the ingredients list, let's learn a little bit more about today's book. Campbell's Classic Recipes is copyrighted in the year 2000 by Publications International LTD. All recipe and texts are copyrighted by Campbell's Soup Company. The recipe we will be trying today is three cheese pasta bake and can be found on page 49. Our ingredients list is as follows. A 10 ounce can of Campbell's condensed cream of mushroom soup, one package of shredded two cheese blend, one third cup grated Parmesan, one cup milk, one fourth tablespoons pepper, four cups corkscrew pasta. Just a quick note. Instead of packaged shredded cheese, I used four ounces of freshly grated sharp cheddar and four ounces of freshly grated Kobe Jack. Not only am I a Midwesterner, I'm a Wisconsinite, and cheese is extremely important to us. One would argue far more important than the casserole itself. Making this casserole is far too simple. Start by boiling your pasta and remember to add salt to your water. While pasta is cooking, Grab a medium-sized casserole dish. Mine is a 1.5-quart orange circle Pyrex casserole dish that my mother gave me when I moved out. In that dish, add in your 10-ounce can of cream of mushroom soup, 1 cup of milk, I use 2%, but use what you have in your fridge, and your 1 fourth tablespoon of pepper. Right over the top, shred your 4 ounces of cheddar cheese, 4 ounces of Kobe Jack, and 4 ounces of grated Parmesan. The conversion for one-third cup to four ounces is not exact at all. It's more of a case of not wanting to dirty my one-third measuring cup. When all of your cheese is grated, give the casserole a good mix. Around this time, your pasta should be finished cooking. Just a quick tip. Because our pasta is going in the oven in a sauce, I cooked my pasta until 
right before al dente, meaning it was still a bit crunchy when I drained it. This way, the noodles don't overcook while the casserole is in the oven. Nobody likes mushy pasta. Back to the recipe. Drain your pasta and add it to your casserole dish. Carefully fold in your pasta until every noodle is covered. Preheat your oven to 400 degrees Fahrenheit or about 200 degrees Celsius. Pop that baby into the oven for 20 minutes and it's ready to serve. So, I definitely have a few things to say before we try this dish. One, the original recipe from the book doesn't call for salt, not even in your pasta water. It just says to cook it. Plus, there are no other seasonings in the dish except for a bit of pepper. So, I'm a bit concerned that the dish is going to taste a bit bland. Two, noodle bakes are never my go-to when making a casserole because I don't like mushy pasta. So if the noodles are overcooked, it's going to be a sad state of affairs. Number three, lastly, I would like to state that my favorite casserole is tater tot casserole made with ground turkey, cayenne, paprika, cream corn, and frozen corn with one can of cream of mushroom soup. If you put green beans in it, you're wrong. If you call it hot dish, you must be from Minnesota. All right, let's try this casserole dish. My first look at it is it looks like mac and cheese. I don't know if I would have thought to use cream mushroom soup for mac and cheese base, but that's what it looks like. And if it was presented to me at a family function, I would just assume that it's mac and cheese, okay? Um, because it's mac and cheese, I grabbed Cholula sauce because, frankly, if you don't offer Cholula sauce with your mac and cheese at family functions, um, your guests probably don't like you. So I'm going to try it without the Cholula sauce at first, and then I'm going to go ahead and try it with the Cholula sauce. But like I have to say, if I was making this for a family function, I would add more seasonings. First bite, here we go. Well, the noodles are cooked probably how most Americans cook their pasta. So mushy, not al dente, but not like falling apart mushy either. So if you like softer pasta, uh, that works for you. Personally, if I made this again, I would probably cook my pasta a little less time. Um... Still give it that pre-cook because you're not going to get it to cook all the way through, but um, probably just a little less time um, on the stovetop because I like al dente pasta. But yeah, it just tastes like peppery mac and cheese. It's nothing special. I think it's kind of bland. I think it needs some cayenne. I think that most people who bring mac and cheese to family functions are going to be like, where's the breadcrumbs on top? I personally don't like the breadcrumbs, but... People will be upset if the breadcrumbs are missing. I'm I'm serious. These people are serious about mac and cheese. All right, I'm getting my Cholula sauce out. Cover that stuff in it. I love Cholula sauce. I just love hot sauce, though. So, Cholula sauce is always my go-to for mac and cheese. Got other hot sauces I like, depending on if I'm having tacos or what. But, um, I guess my favorite one for tacos is Tapatitos. But, um, we're talking about mac and cheese here. I don't know why I'm getting distracted. <laughs> Alright, so now my mac and cheese is nice and covered. Let's go in for a second bite. I would say that's much better. It's missing something though. So like, some people will say it's the breadcrumbs. I'm gonna say 
that it's not cheesy enough. Like, when I make mac and cheese on the stovetop, like homemade mac and cheese, I usually use a little bit of heavy whipping cream, butter. If I want it to be creamier, maybe I'll throw in some cream cheese. Everyone thinks that you should throw in Velveeta. I'm going to be honest. Velveeta cheese is disgusting. It is straight up plastic, okay? Get yourself a brick of cream cheese, all right? Um, depending on how much you make, you might, might want to only use half of it, but that's where you should get your cream from, right? You want to get that, and you want to use heavy cheddar, sharp cheddar cheese because you're like, you're diluting it with the other cheeses and the other milk products in it, but I think that's the way to go, right? This is good. This is easy. Like, if you are trying to find that perfect mac and cheese and you want your mac and cheese to be a casserole, this is a good place to start. Try the recipe out and then you're going to instantly know what you want to have on it. Like I said, that might be breadcrumbs, that might be cayenne, that might be paprika, that might straight up be hot sauce. If you did breaded chicken, like on the stove top, had your casserole in the oven and then like crispy um, chicken fillets um, made on the stovetop, cut that up and put that on strips as like the topping of your casserole, right? Don't cook it together. Put them together before you leave for the party. Um, make sure they're both hot. That might be really yummy. People might say that that's more restaurant quality at that point because of the yummy, um, chicken on top. Even though your noodles and your base are kind of lackluster, adding that extra step will make people think that you really put a lot of work into that. It's a, it's a mac and cheese you could serve to an old person because there's like no seasonings in it. There's cream and mushroom soup. It's soft, so it's not going to hurt their teeth. I think that would be a good one to serve to old people. I even think that you could have a better mac and cheese for kids, but for old people, this is the way to go. Personally, if I made it again, definitely add cream cheese into the mix. Um, make it creamier, okay? I would add more cheese. I don't think there's enough sharp cheddar in it whatsoever. You know, you can bring up the other two cheeses as well, but really play on that sharp cheddar because that's what gives you that classic mac and cheese taste. Um, and then I would want something crunchy on top, so I would do that chicken idea. Make a couple pan-fried chicken fillets, cut them into strips, and then put that on top when I served it. I think that would be really yummy. I think that would that would take the cake. Then for like seasonings, I probably would just straight up do Cholula in it. Um, that might be cheating for some people, but Cholula or another spicier um, sauce. Um, well, you could do a sauce, but a, a spicier seasoning would be the best. So like cayenne, paprika, anything along that sort of line would be good. Yeah, that's that's kind of my verdict on that. Thanks for listening to Cookbook Dissection. Join us this Thursday for another installment. Again, if you have any questions, feel free to email me at cookbookdissection at gmail.com or instant message me on Instagram at cookbookdissection. On my Instagram page, you can also see images of the food we made here today. See you next time.